The Secrets of Disney is brought to you by the Star Quest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Ladies and gentlemen, what's there, Mama? 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. How do you do? How do you do what? Show me the smile. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Very nice. You can sit by me. Everything's so wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, get up. Kiss me. Excuse me? Please, princess. One kiss. Unless you beg for more. Hi there, and welcome to Secrets of Disney podcast. Um, we are your hostesses because we're first name and Disney is a first name company. I'm Deborah, and joining me is Sherry. Hello. Hello. You're uh, going to finish up in this episode something we didn't get enough time to talk about in the last episode, which is my least favorite Disney ride, <laughs> which um, I know I, I alluded to it, and it is the um, it has two two names, and one of them is I call it the Tomorrowland Speedway, and I believe they call it the Grand Prix. But basically, it's the little toy cars, you know, that you can drive. They're on a track, and I absolutely hate that ride. And why is that? <laughs> why is that? Because of um, just, I feel like it, and this is an adult thing to say because, um, you know, I'm an adult and I've had more experiences, <laughs> but it feels like riding a lawnmower. So on a track. <laughs> and I think riding a lawnmower without a track is a lot more fun than riding the Tomorrowland Speedway cars and uh well, you know you're lucky because i don't think i've ever <laughs> ridden on a lawnmower <laughs> i'm like if you really want to help your kids out and give them something more fun than that go put them on a riding lawnmower and make them mow the lawn because that's kind of what it feels like to me but you know and and you can go faster on a riding lawnmower <laughs> <laughs> and and here's the thing is like you know Throughout that whole ride, they're like, please do not strike the car ahead of you. And it's written and it's announced. And inevitably, there will be some little five-year-old that like slams you and gives you like baby whiplash. And and then, you know, and then it has the track. So if you hit the track in the wrong way, it kind of jolts you. And and the line, the cue for that is every time I've gone by, it's at least 30 minutes, if not more. And I'm like, go have your kids mow the lawn it'll it'll, <laughs> it'll save you money and it will you know your lawn will be mowed and yeah but you know for i guess for little little ones like you know four or five six years old who don't get you know that's a big chore i guess you'll have to take them so they can drive a car but uh for me the the line the kids do love it the kids do love it do your kids love it well kids in general because it makes them feel grown up you know Right. It makes it makes kids feel like, oh, I'm doing something that only big people can do. And so they they love it. My kids always want to steer, but they can't uh, press the gas pedal because they're too short. Oh, and so luckily their seats are like right next to each other. So I'm always the one pressing the gas and they're the ones that are always steering. 
Um, But like you said, when you hit that middle rail, Mm-hmm. It jars and then they lose control of the wheel. <laughs> so then you're, you, ha- as the adult, have to grab the wheel because it's like going back and forth. And then once you get in control, then the kid can drive again. But it makes them feel very empowered. Well, I'll keep that in mind. And so if you have younger kids, like, you know, I would say eight and younger than eight, that might be the good ride that they can go ride and, and, you know, be excited to ride and, and all that. Um, if you have older kids, I would say bypass it. It's, it's not worth your time. Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe teenagers would like it too. Who knows? Just, uh, my opinion, um, as a, as, and I caveat that with as a farm kid who got to drive when she was like eight, drive a real live vehicle to help on the farm. It's like, it was no big deal (laughs) when I got there. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that there's any yard other than like out on the North Shore here in which people have riding lawnmowers. Oh, that's true. The you properties have prob- are just not that big. Yeah. And even then, so my cousin's boyfriend bought a plot of land so he could farm. Mm-hmm. And instead of a lawnmower, he got goats. Oh, yeah. So he just moves the goats around and they eat all the grass and weeds and whatever. So... Yeah, my my mom used to remember her her father had sheep when she was a a child and that was what mowed the lawn. Right, right. Yeah. A little more natural, right? Yeah. And <laughs> some natural fertilizer too, so you know. Right, kind exactly. of a two for one thing. Um <laughs> but anyway, that so yeah, I could see that. Whereas in Nebraska, you know, there's a lot of, you know, especially out in the rural areas, people have, you know, very large properties and lots of grass and all that. So, you know, different, different experiences. I get, I get the urban, you know, experience too. I, I totally get that. And, um, anyway, so that is, so it, as you recall, my favorite one was Big Thunder Mountain. Your favorite was Peter Pan. Yep. And then your least favorite, I can only assume, even though we didn't say it outright, is Tower of Terror. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty up there. So did you have let's another just go one? With Tower of Terror. No. Okay. No, let's just go with Tower of Terror. And then my least... That thing could go away for all I care. (laughs) I wanted to change to... um, I heard that the Disneyland one changed to Guardians Guardians of the the Galaxy. Galaxy. Yes, it did. so maybe if they changed the one at Disney World to Guardians of the Galaxy theme, I would be okay with it. Did you know... So that's the other thing, too, is that now that Tower of Terror in California changed to Guardians of the Galaxy... And I believe the Paris one did too. That the original story at the studios is it's unique. It doesn't have the same track as the other rides, and it doesn't have the same story as the other rides. So it's a it's its own unique attraction in Florida, which you know I think is is fun if you're a, a cool. if you're a connoisseur like I am, um, <laughs> <laughs> a Disney connoisseur. You know why don't we since we're we're talking about the differences of the parks. Maybe we should talk about um, what recommendations we can have for newbies who are going to the parks. Oh, uh, that's, And we could start yeah. off with Disney World since that's the park we are the most intimate with. That's right. And you know what I was going to, I was going to surprise Sherry today with um, something she told me not to do, but I did it anyway, because I'm just me. <laughs> because my advice is that valuable. <laughs> Well, and and your advice is actually pretty sound. It's just, you know, um, impulse control got the best of me. 
And um, so for those of you who who known me for a long time, I used to be a cast member for a long, long time at Walt Disney World, and I've never paid to get into the park. Never. Like I might have paid $15 for a meal for somebody who helped me out, but I've never, you know, actually paid for a ticket and bought a ticket for myself. And this year is a new experience because Sherry and I are going in September. And I actually, because we're not sure if my cast member friends can get me in for free. And and plus, we're going to be there for such a long time. I decided to go ahead and buy a ticket for the first time in my life, which is a totally different experience. But also along with that ticket, um, we're staying at a Disney resort and uh, you get a magic band for free every time you stay there. <laughs> And Sherry's like, don't, don't, <laughs> don't upgrade to something more expensive. Don't get the fancy schmancy magic band. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I'm still planning to get the purple one, but I ordered myself a fancy schmancy magic band and it arrived Which this week. Which one did you get? Come on. I got the Haunted Mansion one. And... I don't know that I know what that looks like. What does one, it look like? Okay, so it's purple. And green okay. and and white on the top. So it has white like Mickey Mouse on the top. One side of it is the vest and um, a green blazer from the male costume. And the other side is the front of the female costume. Oh, on opposite sides of the Of the fob. band. Mm-hmm. That's pretty neat. And then, and then this week, you know what else happened? And I probably... And this is just my impatience. So as a, if I would have waited a week or two, um, Disney decided to sell those bands for a discounted price for people going to the resort. So you could upgrade your band for like 10 bucks. And so oh, I could have saved bummer. myself like $20. <laughs> but that's oh, hard. Sorry. I'm going to have two magic bands when we go. I'm going to have the um, original, like plain old purple one with my name on it. And then I'm going to have my. Um, Haunted Mansion one, which I'll probably wear to Magic Kingdom when we go. And I might even get a special one for Mickey's Not So Scary. I don't know yet. Um, I, I'll see how I feel when I get there. And if I if I need to have more than one, maybe two Magic Bands. But, you know, since this is um, a newbie experience for me is the whole Magic Band thing. So, So just so that everybody knows, the Magic Band is basically your new key to your Disney experience. It's um, kind of like a wristwatch, but there's no clock on it. It's just a like a disc. And you get a free one. Um, I don't like to think of it as free, included, because you're paying out of the wazoo to stay <laughs> at a Disney hotel. But you do get one if you're staying at a Disney resort. And you can choose from... I think like eight colors, you know, standard yeah. colors like red, pink, blue, green, yellow, purple. Um, and then you can also customize it. So I think up to nine characters, you can choose for them to print on the back of the fob disc. Um, and so that is your new key. You use it to get into your hotel room. You use it to get into the park. You wave it in front of a fast little passes. sensor. Mm -hmm. Yes, your fast passes, um, your everything goes through your fob. 
You can um, even charge things to your credit card. So yes. you don't have to carry your credit card into the park. You just, yes. for the most part, it, it replaces everything. And even Magic, um, you can get your um, photo pass on there. So you can get photographs and you just, uh, from what I understand, you know, um, wave it in front of a special thing on rides and you get a special a ride that goes to your account or a ride picture that goes to your account. Uh, you, you know, some of the rides, you don't even need to wave it in front. So the seven dwarfs mine car, um, I, the first time that we got it, uh, it just, I was looking at my fast past photos and there they were. And it was like, I mean, honestly, it's kind of like big brothers watching. It's a little creepy when you think about it. <laughs> That how do they know that that was me in that car? Um, but they do, and and it's all because of your magic band. Uh, but it is kind of cool that that you get those pictures for all the old rides, uh, where where they had the screens when you got off the ride. Mm-hmm. There is a a little sensor that you do have to walk up there. You look for your picture on the screen, and then you wave your magic band in front of the sensor. Uh, with the attaching screen, and then that picture will go to your account. So if you if you walk by without uh, putting your your fob, your magic band in front of it, you won't get that picture. So make sure to do that if you want that picture. And, and uh, just so you know, magic band on the expensive end is one hundred and ninety nine dollars. What? Yeah. <laughs> on the <gasps> cheaper end, you can get that for half price. And the only reason. Well, I should know that because I'm a travel planner for Disney. I'm a Disney authorized channel travel planner, so I should know how much this is. But one of my clients, I this is my first client I ever got to plan her. Um, she's not staying on property, so she doesn't get the magic band. You know, she bought tickets from a um, a ticket broker, and so she has to go. Uh, she gets a voucher. She has to go trade that in and and go to the parks that way, and she'll get you know a ticket that way. And we helped plan her um, fast passes. And she actually, when she booked the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique for her daughter, they gave her a deal like, oh, how about um, a photo pass uh, for $99? And she didn't know really what she was ordering, but she's like, oh, that sounds really good. And that's so she bought that. And it. so I, from what I gather, if you want the photo um, pass by itself, it's $199. I think if you prepay for it, mm-hmm. it's $169. Well, there you go. So I've never prepaid for it, Brent so I don't I know. Did. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. When we went to, so what I found was that my husband and I have done a couple of the Disney runs and they have photographers along the route. So yeah. for us, it actually is quite beneficial, especially when we're doing the runs, to buy the photo pass. Because we can get all those pictures and then I can make a photo album or whatever. Well, if we didn't have it, um, we wouldn't have any photos of us starting, running, even passing the finish line uh, because we're actually doing the race. So, you know, I'm not stopping to take a picture of myself, although I guess a lot of people do, but I'm not that kind of person. I'm that Um, kind of person. Just to warn you. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but but buying the photo pass for us, especially when we do the runs, has been extremely worth it for us. 
Um, I can't say that it's worth it for everybody, but it definitely was worth it for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and before, prior to the fact that Sherry has the photo pass for this next experience, I don't think for me, it wouldn't be worth it because I'd take my own photos, but you know, the, the, the trade-off is you get the cool ride photos and you get, you know, the, the castle photo and you get the, you know, the, the professional photography photo, whereas, you know, my, my method ends up being a tripod or my arms or handing my camera to a stranger and saying, Hey, take my picture, which is fine. Um, this will be, this will be a new experience too. It's a newbie experience for me. Yeah. The only reason, so I'm going to clarify and just say the only reason where we have the photo pass is this is going to be my second trip to Disney World this year. And financially, it actually made more sense, even though I live in Hawaii, to get an annual pass uh, just because it comes with a certain discount. Uh, I get in the parks, uh, you know, for 365 days of the year and I can park hop. Right. So the cu- accumulation of both of the trips together made more sense to buy the annual pass. Plus, uh, and this is a great information for newbies visiting Disney, is you might consider getting an annual pass for one person in your group, depending on how long your trip is, because that the discounts that you get for the uh, annual pass, you can apply to your whole group. So Deborah and I, when we go to eat somewhere, if there's a discount at that restaurant, I can use my annual pass and apply it to her meal as well. And then we both can share on that discount for that meal. Right. Uh, it doesn't, and, you don't have to get the annual pass for everybody, which let's be honest, is going to be an arm and a leg in cost. It's like a thousand dollars. If you're not a Florida, person. yes. If you're not a Florida resident, and, you know, if you are a Florida resident, it makes total sense to get an annual pass. But if you're not a Florida resident, it is over. It is, could be close to $1,000. I know even for Florida residents, it's close to a 900 to $800 um, just for a Florida resident. It's, it's a little pricey. But if you're going to go all the time and you don't want to work there, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a nice um, investment on time. Yes. But, yes. but I actually bought a park hopper ticket and you can't, oh, hey, you know, I know this is probably going to be a little late in the summer when this episode comes out, but Disney's actually has a really cool ticket right now going on um, that is just for the summer. And they usually do this for every summer. So even if you're listening to this podcast in the future, you know, pay attention because they could probably have something similar to this ticket, which is they have a six day ticket. Four of the, you know, so one day, one park for all four theme parks. So you're going to go to Epcot, Magic Kingdom, Disney Hollywood Studios, and uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom, one of each of those days. And then both water parks. So Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. So you get, and it's $444, which is, I think, a pretty decent price for what you're getting. Um, Yeah, I would agree. Granted, my park hopper ticket, even though... And we didn't talk about this for newbies. Disney has seasons and depending on when you're going to Disney depends on the ticket price you're going to pay. Uh, for example, you know, if you're going 4th of July or Christmas or Thanksgiving or, um, 
during spring break-ish times, you will be paying top dollar. That's just how it is. You're going to be paying $159 one day, one ticket to get into the Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day. But that same ticket to get into Disney on, like, say, January 7th is going to be probably $60 less because nobody's there in January because it's cold. Believe it or not, Disney gets cold in January. (laughs) And uh, and I would hate it. I know. uh, Yeah, you're not used to that. Whereas I'm like, yes, bring it on. Um, <laughs> that and so September when we're going is what they would call a value season, even though it's uh, this year, they're, it's kind of a weird value season because it's also they're opening um, Star Wars. Star Galaxy Wars. Galaxy, yeah, right. At they're the expecting very, it to be busy. No. Uh, yeah. So August 28th, which would have been traditionally the start of like the dead season in Florida for the next month is now going to be, let's see how many people we can cram into Disney Hollywood studios. So it's going to be, it's going to be a a crazy September. I have a feeling for Disney. I'm still hoping that people are going to be working. Kids are going to be in school and it will still be less crowded than normal. So that's my hope. But we could talk about that after we get back, right? Right. We could be like, yes or no. No. (laughs) Um, Here's the other thing. So on that subject, if you're planning a trip and you're like, oh, I hate crowds. Well, you're going to have them, um, you know, June, July and August. You're going to have them probably around the holidays, especially Christmas Day. Um, I kind of made a rule when I was living in Florida and working for Disney, I would not go to the parks unless I absolutely had to, it, you know, just to work um, Christmas Day to New Year's Day, basically. That was it. I wasn't going to touch the parks anytime between that. I was staying away from any tourist attraction because the parking is insane. Just to get in the park is insane. Just to warn you. But if you're planning to go, hey, when's the least populated time to go? It is right after the holidays. So we're talking January. We're talking actually May, even though it's kind of, it can be a little moderate, but everybody's still finishing up school. So if you go before uh, the Memorial Day weekend and kind of after right around Mother's Day, it's still kind of quiet, a little hot, but it's still a little quieter. I would say that the last, the second last week of May is a good time because I want to say that by then Disney has extended their hours. So you actually get a full day. You have, uh, I think in the, in the low season, they close the park a little earlier. Uh, but come the end of May, they have the closing a little later to match the summer months. So you get the less crowded parks and you still get late hours. So it's been really nice. I've actually pulled my kids out of school the last week of school to go because let's be realistic, uh, especially when they're in elementary school, they're not doing anything. They are partying. They're having fun. They are signing yearbooks. That's about it for the last week of school. So I took them out and we went and it was great. The kids got to run around. And I, I want to say like Magic Kingdom closed at like 11 o'clock or something. Yeah. It, it was awesome. 
So definitely that I agree with Deborah in that the end of May is a great time to go. And it's cool. It's and still it, cool. Once it's, you hit July, August, oh my God, you're dying because of the heat. Right. It is like, it is um, a, a garden party on the seventh layer of um, the Inferno. So there you go. Uh, that is August in a nutshell. In fact, September might be pretty hot too. September is a good value season because after Labor Day and between like October 1st, uh, 20 years ago, people, I was like, October is a wonderland in Florida. The weather is perfect. It is literally the best time of the year to be in Florida. Everybody figured that out. And now it is super busy in October because everybody has fall break. And uh, then they have Everything park has the cash cow of the Halloween party. Like SeaWorld has it and Universal has it and Disney has it. So if you want to do a, a trick-or-treating event, pretty much any night of the week in October, it is there. If you want to do haunted houses, it's there. So everybody's everybody's in hanging out in Orlando. It's it's busy. And then it dies down a little bit between Halloween and Thanksgiving. Then it picks up like a week before Thanksgiving because all the holiday stuff is out. Yep. And then it'll be a lot, slightly busy in December leading up to Christmas. Um, if Christmas falls on a weekend, you you can guess that a couple days before that, it'll be slamming busy. If, if Christmas falls in the middle of the week, then it'll be busier the weekend before um, leading up to Christmas and then a little bit after Christmas. So it depends on where Christmas falls, how, you know, where that busy peak hits. So basically, just do not go on Christmas, New Year's, Halloween, because if you really want to enjoy your trip, that is not when it's going to be. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I've gone, um, I've gone on certain days like that. Um, I will honestly say that New Year's Day is a good day to go because everybody's sleeping. So if you go on New Year's Day, get there early. By, you know, by the time people are waking up after they've been up all night, you know, it'll be one or two before they get to the park. So if you, if you're... One or two p.m. Yeah, one or two p.m. If you're, um, you know, you you watch the 10 o'clock fireworks at Epcot and you head back to your hotel or whatever and go to bed and get up early and go to the parks on New Year's Day, it will be relatively quiet because everybody will still be sleeping. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, voice of experience. Yeah, I have also, so here is, when I was a cast member, I have a brother, and at the time he had um, children who were 13, 11, and 8. And the, he, they were only coming to Disney for a day. And it was going to be January 30th. So, or I mean, December 30th. So oh, the I was going to say, yikes. Yeah, so, yeah. And I was like, oh, and, and, and my brother, you know, I, I love him to death and he's not listening, thank, thankfully, but he's, <laughs> he's not going to be coming back. Like he's not going to make another trip to Disney because it's too expensive for him. Um, and, and it's too far away and it's not his cup of tea and which I don't understand why we're related, but okay, we are. And so, <laughs> so I said, I had one day, one solitary day to get these kids through basically four theme parks. And I did it. It was impressive. Um, wow. Yeah. Did you and get on every single ride? No, absolutely not. Okay. But we hit all four theme parks. And wow. so do you want to hear how that day went? Sure. Okay. Um, we, I got them one night at the Coronado Springs for the express experience of getting extra magic hours. 
that's key for this whole plan to work. The you know, um, and then we started at rope drop at 8 a.m. at Animal Kingdom, and we went on about three or four rides, and we got out of there at 11, I think, and we went over to Epcot for a couple hours. Did you use fast passes? Yes. Okay. And this was back when they were paper fast passes. Okay. So, okay. So it wasn't so bad. Um, and the line, and plus I have a 30 minute, no line over 30 minutes, no matter what ride it is. So I was pretty averse to, okay, this ride's definitely going to be 30 minutes. Like, yeah. So this time of day, so we're not going to even go over there. So that, that was kind of my thing. And then, um, we went to Epcot until like two and then like, this is how bad it was that day. It was, it was, um, back when Ellen's energy crisis or energy adventure or whatever at Epcot. <laughs> at Epcot, that was an hour wait. What? And yeah. And so I think we waited 30 minutes for it and it was two o'clock by the time we got out. And I said, let's go back to the hotel. Let's check in. Let's go. Um, the kids went swimming. My parents who were not in, they, they came along, but they did not go to the parks because they're like, absolutely not. You know, we, we can't keep up with that. So they had gone out and made us food and brought it back to the hotel and we ate nice. and we swam. And then we went back to, uh, oh, you know what? We didn't go to studios. We went back to Epcot and which is ironic because I was like, studios is the park that I worked at at the time. And then we went to Magic Kingdom and we stayed until two in the morning until one forty-five. when my nephews, who was eight at the time, said, can we go home now? <laughs> wow. Well, that's so, awesome. Yeah. So that's how we did it. Um, they Wait, did. So he said he wanted to leave at one forty-five a.m. Yeah, uh, he was done. And my. Did, did you stay till the closing talk at least or like. I think that you were done. Like we were done. Like we like, um, so his sister who, his middle sister was so tired. She was manic. I don't know how you, you know, just wired, but she was so tired. She was wired. And, um, and then the older sister was just like, she had had it like around nine o'clock and I kind of drug her around for the rest of the night, even though she was 13. But it was, that was their Disney experience and, uh, it can be done. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, that was a special circumstance where I knew that they would probably never be back. And, right. and it was crazy. It was, it was a crazy, fun, rememberable. Oh, and I found a hundred dollars that night on the ground. Wow. Yeah. That's even better. <laughs> I know. Cause it was so po- packed in there. It was in front of a restroom. And it was how many, so, do you remember how many rides you were able to get on mm, at Magic no. Kingdom? Oh, a lot because it was extra magic hours. So oh, after so midnight, after, yeah, after 11 or, or 12, we were like, just like, I remember being Running in line for Splash Mountain. Rides. I remember Big Thunder. I remember, you know, Peter Pan and, and Small right. World and all the, you know, all of that. So we were to, we, we, we did some damage. So, so just so that everybody knows, extra magic hours are, is an extra privilege for people who stay at Disney resorts. Uh, you have to look at what day. It's not every day for every park, but Disney assigns, uh, pretty much one park every day to either allow people who stay in the resorts to come in an extra hour early to ride on rides and only Disney resort members can do that, uh, or, 
I believe it's two or three hours in the evening, mm-hmm. um, which again, only resort people can go on. So the lines are way shorter and you can go pretty much from ride to ride. Uh, depending on the ride, you know, the line can be like five minutes to 20 minutes, but that's like way better than the two hour line that is there during the day. Uh, yeah. And while we're going in September, <laughs> and I think this is the first time they've done it, Disney's having extra, extra magical hours. And we're totally where... going to do it. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Where they're opening up the parks, uh, three of them, uh, on every single day, actually. So we don't mm-hmm. have to rotate. We can just choose which park we want to go to. And you, if you're staying in a Disney resort, you can get into the park three hours early and go on whatever rides you want. Uh, if we're smart, we'll reserve our fast passes at maybe like at once more people start coming into the park, we'll be able to skip all those lines too. Right. But for, for three hours in the morning, we're getting up to basically run around like nuts trying to hit up all the attractions we want with short lines. Right. Like, well, and this is to help us. I think it's going to come in handy with uh, Disney Hollywood Studios for sure. You know, the, yes. uh, the Galaxy's Edge will have just opened like two weeks prior to us getting there. And I I don't want to be there in the middle of the afternoon. If we are, I it just I want to have food there. But, you know, you know, the lines for everything is going to it's going to be really Crazy long. Yeah. And hot. And hot because it's still <laughs> September. <laughs> and um and maybe there'll be a hurricane this year and I'm kind of hoping hurricane 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 <laughs> um and and I don't say that because um you know I lived in Florida and I I've gone through my share of hurricanes and or Disney is actually one of the safest places to be during a hurricane and um it's just a little rain for the most part um they'll lock you down until the hurricane's done but you know it clears out a park pretty si- super simply is um you know, hurricane season. And that's like, that's the ultimate, like, oh yeah, hurricane. And then we can clear out a park and, you know, the next day after it's over, although we'll be stuck in our room. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I remember, and this is just as an aside, when I was there over the summer working custodial, my manager uh, and I were talking and I don't remember what brought it up, but I was like, oh, I love it when he rains. And he kind of looked at me like, what? Why? Like, you know, nobody likes it when it rains. It, You know, people prefer it to be sunny and nice and whatever. And I said, no, I love it when it rains because after every parade, it clear cleans the street. And I'm Mm -hmm. not talking about people. I'm talking about the confetti they used to shoot during the parade. So after the parade, like at Disney in the summer, a lot of times it would rain about 2 p.m. or Mm -hmm. 3 p.m. And it was almost consistently after a parade. And I don't think they shoot confetti anymore. But when I worked there, they used to shoot confetti. And those things were a pain and a half to sweep up. Yes, I remember that. Right? And Mm -hmm. so when it would downpour, all that confetti would dissolve. And I was like, I love you, Rain. 
<laughs> well, and here's the other thing about rain too, is that why I love rain is that most people will stay away. Oh, it's raining. I guess we can't go to Disney and they'll stay away. And I'm like, I'm not made of sugar. I'm going. So, right? <laughs> so right? my plan is we're going to have ponchos. We're going to have umbrellas. I've been, I've done Disney so many times in the rain. It doesn't even matter to me. The only thing you can't do <laughs> is some of the outdoor attractions. If if there's lightning, they won't let you on tower, which Sherry right. is probably happy about that. And but for the most part, most of the rides will be open unless they're like um, Big Thunder Mountain won't be because it's all outdoors, and right. probably Minecar um, won't be because it's outdoors and. The rest of it's kind of covered halfway, which is but okay. yeah, most people will sit. This is my this is my number one of my pet peeves is most people sit in a shop or an attraction and clog the doorway so you can't get out or in and wait until the rain stops. But that's your opportunity to go and get on a ride. So that's just my little piece of uh, rainy day advice. Yeah, don't be scared. Don't go to your hotel and call it quits. Yeah, just. Just go chill out and the rain usually stops in like an hour and a half or so. Well, actually uh, last year, so I went um, to Mickey's Not So Scary the first day it opened, like August. Yes, they do it in August, August 28th. And it wow. rained. Yeah, it rained. Um, it was one of those weird rainy days where it rained. It was hot and rained um, from three in the afternoon until I think eight or nine o'clock at night. And I mm-hmm. bought a poncho. I spent like the $10 to buy a poncho. And I was still, that's the other problem is that, yeah, you're going to get damp and wet and have wet clothes. But my pictures that night were stellar because all that mist around, it, it kind of gave a misty quality to the parade that night. And I have some really cool pictures. Oh, nice. That is the not so scary event parade is my favorite parade of all time. Yes. You know what? I love that parade. We will have to do a Halloween special because I want to talk about certain aspects of that parade, but I don't want to do it right now because I would, I want us to wait until we talk about all things Halloween because that is like the, I love Mickey's not so scary. It's one of the things that I've always done ever since they've started it as many times as I've been there. I've seen it change a lot over the years, but it's still a great hard ticket event. You have to pay extra to, to go to it. It is so worth it. Yes, totally, totally worth it. Uh, it's one of the reasons I'm going back in September. Ever right? since the first time I went, which, gosh, I don't remember how long ago it was. It was that long ago. Like I have been dreaming about going back to the Not So Scary event because they do it so, so well. Yes. And in uh, fact, we all have to, I'll have to find the picture of you and I um, at your very first Mickey's Note Says Scary. Because <laughs> I think you went with me and we talked about the, the costume you had because you were visiting from Hawaii. Oh, Is that's it? right. Oh, so, that was, that, you know what, that time, I don't think the parade was as cool. the one that I remember seeing. Yeah, it wasn't that as cool. That was a long time ago. The The one that I'm recalling was a visit in between that the trip I went with you or that I saw you mm-hmm. and now. Wow, I totally forgot about that. I've been twice already. Yeah, and get this, they have new fireworks this year. I'm so excited. Really? Cannot wait. 
the fireworks. Okay. I'm not a parade person. I am not a fireworks person, but I am yeah. the parade person when it comes to the hard ticket events and the fireworks for Mickey's not so scary. Fantastic. And I can't wait to see what they do for it this year. Oh, I, I'm super excited. I'm super duper excited. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know exactly. I'm like, wait. um, it, in fact, it's like, uh, as we're recording this, we're, we're months away from our trip. And I swear I am more consumed with this trip. Um, and Disney, I haven't been this like in depth in Disney in years. It has been probably 10 years since I've thought about Disney this much. And it's fantastic. I think it's because you're going with me. It is. And it's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole new world. Um, so, I, so Sherry and I have been roommates and, um, we have, gone to parks together and this will be um probably a um the longest we've ever spent together in one space we'll see how well this works we're, we're kind of getting a long time right yeah oh i mean God. we're we're kind of getting to the point of we have we like our independence so we'll see how this plays out when we get there um, i know i'm old and crotchety now i, I know that's what wings. i was gonna say the same thing my gosh <laughs> Maybe this isn't a good idea. <laughs> well, I actually, I have instituted something from the toddler. I think um, the toddler idea of since we're staying at Pop Century, we'll, we'll say that we are going, I think if we're going to start at five in the morning, six in the morning, by 11 o'clock, I will want a nap. And I think <laughs> I will be much, much nicer if and I get a, a, a coffee nap, if I get a nap and coffee or coffee and a nap. Okay. So uh, that is my plan to get through 11 to 3 every day is coffee, nap, nap, coffee. Um, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how I, my uh, energy level is that during that time. Okay. We can and, test And the out. weather. Because if it's still hot, you know. And let's just clarify. So hot to me is like 95 degrees. <laughs> That's, 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 well, that's going to be actually the temperature, but the, then you get the added bonus of, um, hot humidity. Yeah. Because, humidity? you know, Florida has that humidity level that it well, makes I everything. Think, I think hot to, to you is probably more like 80. Eh, 85, 90, 90 is kind of pushing 90. it. And it's, you know, it's a little drier in Nebraska, although Lincoln's a little more humid. And But um, where I'm from, originally Nebraska is very arid. So 90 is doable uh -huh. as long as there's not a lot of humidity. But you add that humidity factor and it's just... In fact, I was... So um, I, the trip I planned to Disney that's happening as we're recording this, I'm, I keep looking and they have heat index warnings for Florida. And I'm like, oh, those poor people. Those poor Nebraskans. Um, yeah, it's like... It, uh, over 105 degrees heat index with, you know, 90% humidity. It is miserable right there. And it hasn't even... For when? From like, well, the, it's, it, as we're recording this, it's actually end of May. Okay. Okay. And they're having 105 degree heat indexes in Orlando. Wow. And it's not even June, July, or August yet. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you and your poor babies. Oh my gosh, she has like five little ones, and I'm like, wow. And they're all redheads, so this will. Oh my gosh! I, I, well, I was like, slap the heat, some the <laughs> no. humidity, and then the grouchy. Yeah, times I mean, five. Times That's five. 
going to be crazy. Yeah, I oh gave her a lot of advice as much as I could um, before she got uh, got there. I can't wait to hear how it all went for her. If she made it to rope drop, if she made it on the rides, if she had some, you know, some sunburned babies when she she's all said and done. But <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and she no, it's is she and her husband. Yeah. So at least there's two. It's not and just actually, her and, and grandparents, kids. like her parents too. So there's okay. there's adults. So it's almost one to one. Right. Right. And the and the the youngest is a year and a half, and the oldest is a, like eleven. So there's there's some uh, usability with the eleven year old that yeah you know, take a baby. <laughs> I guess it depends on how the eleven-year-old is. True, you know. But anyway, so yeah, let's let's end here. And next time we we will have to pick a a different topic, and I'll have to think about this. If you want to um, email us, we're going to try to put the email in the show notes because I I know I don't quite know it off the top of my head yet, and. Email us your questions. Email us topics you want us to talk about. We might have to talk about food and resorts coming up. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yes. And um, if you have any like budgeting, I definitely want to talk about my budgeting strategy for the summer because um, it's very unique and some of you might already know about it. But until then, we are going to tell you goodbye and... Ta-ta for now. 